it's all very quiet in here. Even everyone, as I walk past a, a replica there. <laughs> and another, well, this isn't a replica. What's this thing here? What's that ominous looking nose peering around behind me? Actually, let's walk this way. Let's walk this way. I'm going to go around because I'm in the National Rail Museum. Uh, here we are. I've, uh, there's, there's a thing. <laughs> I've pre-booked. Um, remember everyone, pre-book. If you come to the museum, you have to pre-book. I shall remind everyone at the end as well. It was the, the new BR. Look, it's the new, it's the new uh, BR exhibition. It's quite good. I'm walking this way because tonight, for our, for your rail matter viewing and listening pleasure. I don't know how this is going to work in audio-only format, but then I always wonder that. Um, we're going to be working our way. Look at this. Look, there's a, there's another, another pointy thing from the western region behind me there. Look at that pointy thing from the western region. Uh, in fact, let's go. Let's walk this way past two, two streamlined things. Tonight is a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. Uh, you might think, oh, it's easy. We're going to the North Shed, by the way, obviously. Um, and uh, and there's a challenge. I have a challenge, which here we are. Right. This, this, what's this blue thing I'm walking alongside? Hmm, this looks interesting. Also over the other side. What's this red thing? Look at these two, these two grand, the pointy blue thing pointy red thing, the stripes make it go faster. Yes, we're off to the North Shed because I've got a challenge, which is for me to talk for an hour in the North Shed. And when we come back in a minute, when we start, just before we start, I'll set out the ground rules. I'm gonna keep this one short. So um, without further ado, and as I, as you see the, the North Shed behind, uh, but without further ado, welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. As the Intercity 225 fades away, um, I'm not going in the North Shed yet because obviously I've got to um, show you Maglev hidden there in the in the back corner and, and laugh a little bit at it. <laughs> anyway, right, Peter from the museum. There's Peter. Hello, Peter has joined me from the museum. He's looking after me to make sure I don't trip over anything. Uh, and we're going to go into. I'm going to hold the door open for him. Actually, we're going to go into the North Shed. I haven't been in here for so long. This is genuinely this is me walking in for the first time in the best part of two years. Oh, I love it so much. So, the ground rules for tonight's challenge, which might sound easy that I can talk for an hour in it, but as I've got closer to this moment, I've realised that it's harder for a variety of reasons. Number one, uh, my phone's battery might die, so if that happens, I'll charge it up, and that, that'll be like extra time, and I'll have to keep going after that. Peter's shaking his head, he's hoping the battery doesn't die, because otherwise he's going to be here forever. Um, also, by the way, this is, we're doing this after hours, thanks Museum for letting me do that, but it means I'm not going to bump into people, and I don't have to worry about annoying all the visitors while they're trying to enjoy the place, which is good. Um, another Challenge. I'm still running on like half oxygen thanks to having coronavirus in the last sort of couple of weeks so that's an extra challenge uh, can I keep talking non-stop for an hour as a result of that I'm already tight at breath so that's good Peter's adding that to the risk assessment as we speak and um, what other challenges yeah this is unscripted I've not prepared anything I've done zero preparation other than me having not been here for two years and being excited to see things so will I manage it we're gonna do it with them um, we're going to, I'm actually going to do it with a stop. Peter's going to time keep for me to see if I can make the hour. And what I'm going to do is down in that, that corner or possibly that, that corner, maybe even up there, um, I'm going to put a little timer so you can watch me count up, collect up my minutes as we go through the hour. But um, let's see how we do. <laughs> so, right, uh, without further ado, Peter. The clock is over there. Start the clock. It's moving, it's moving. Right, we've got an hour. Okay, will the battery survive? I might need to do a pit stop for half an hour. Anyway, this is cheating. So, things, I've, I mean, I've just come in here and I've just noticed something new. I always know it's new things when I come in here. For example, up there is, a, is an old underground sign. I don't know where that is, so I'm starting with something I don't know anything about, but that was more about the point that when I come in here, I always spot stuff that is, uh, that's new, that's exciting. Well, it's not new, it's old, but I spot new things that I've never kind of spotted before, never noticed before. So, we're gonna go along down here. Now, I like it down here for a variety of reasons. There are lots of objects I like. For example, this fantastic kind of lumpy map down here that's got, you can always age these things by where the borders are. This one I think very much decidedly has uh, Yugoslavia written on it. But uh, I think it's even older than that because it, it's got, oh, anyway, uh, it's old and quite cool because it's all lumpy, bumpy, and it's got the railway spread across it. It's, um, I think it's from the, uh, I think it's 60s. But anyway, that's, 
Fine, this isn't going to be as, this isn't going to be like, I'm not one of the curators, I don't know these objects in, off by heart, I just know the stuff that I, that I like and find fascinating, so this is more of a pointer for you to come and enjoy. Anyway, right, there are, so there's, there's a electric, lovely electric locomotive here, look, there's one of the, uh, from 1961 there, lovely, and it's electric, nice electric blue before they went BR blue. Um, so, there is, oh look, that's another new object, the Edinburgh and Northern Railway up there. Just a little sign up there. It's marvellous, isn't it? So these, the, 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 okay, let's dither along this way. So uh, the things I like over here are some of the ticket machines, some of these old ticket machines. These are some of the oldest ticket machines. I mean, the London Underground pioneered um, you know, about 100 years before the London Underground pioneered contactless ticketing um, through TfL. Actually, they were pioneering quick penny, like penny tickets um, or shilling tickets even. Uh, on uh, on their platforms, so you could go in quickly, get a ticket, and away you went. So there we are, a little, little penny. You put your penny in. You can't actually see the object I'm talking about. There it is. All right, you have to remember to go backwards and forwards because I'm not doing B-roll. This is going to be a one-hit wonder, one take. Is it going to manage? So along here, this is great. So here we just have a load of, just look, look, a load of these uh, lampposts. So just a string of different lampposts from different railway companies. They've just got them it's kind of sheltered in here. You can also see some nice BR travellers fair. 100 years of refreshment, 1879 to 1979. They are behind, lovely. Travellers' Fair ended up becoming what I think is upper crust, actually. Really? People can check that in the chat. Anyway, right, let's keep going along here. So we have, as we go this way, what other objects are there? Well, there's something very fun down here because we have some examples of model, and it's, the light isn't great, but these are different models of different types of permanent way. So there's some, uh, some 18th century wooden, this is 18th century wooden track, this one here. This is a model created representing 18th century wooden track. And there's some switches and crossings, some representative switches and crossings back there. And they've got this, the whole switch blade moves. It's not, sorry, the whole switch rail moves. There's not a switch and a stock rail. There's just a single switch rail that slides between positions. So that's quite interesting. So this is some old, old P-Way down there, which is nice. Already, I didn't take long for the P-Way stuff. All the P-Way stuff gets dumped in here because, you know, uh, people don't seem to care about P-Way. And um, right, there's also, look at these, these nice little, these nice kind of internal f timber frames of, of, of uh, rolling stock, which I quite like. But another object, some of the objects are my favourite objects are actually the recent history ones. Because for, for a lot of people, they're familiar. So here is a self-service ticket machine with like network, with like the National Rail sort of uh, branding on the top still to give it its age. But this is definitely a BR era, or is it a BR era thing? In any case, it's, look, it's, it's, uh, it's the age of the machine. And you've got all these locations, all these locations here, kind of, well, they stand all the different locations. Yeah. Very nice. I'm, I'm trying out new styles of filming while I wander around these things. Also, look, lots of signs saying don't trespass. There's, there's all these collections. Uh, what's outside? Uh, the steam crane is outside. Well, while we're up here, and, and this is the bit, I, I very rarely walk through this bit. Let's go up here to give you an idea of the scale, while I'm up here, an idea of sort of the scale of the room. So behind you and see it's not a huge room but it's big enough that it you can get lost in it um and they're, they're giving an idea it's kind of going quite far that way to the back wall you can see the past the signaling school in that direction i'm already out of breath uh, if i like collapse on on camera someone send i mean this is in two weeks this is going out in two and a half weeks but uh send an ambulance oh behind us here i'm not going to do that on the locomotive we're not here for locomotives but uh it's a nice deltic isn't that nice king's own yorkshire light 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 regiment, or light infantry, or is it light infantry, kings and light infantry. I should know that really. Also, there's some nice the pale ale there, and a pale ale thing from a, a bar somewhere. Also, look at these stained glass windows; they're wonderful. They're lovely. Anyway, we're going straight back down because uh, we'll come back up there to look at other things. Look, there's some models of early locomotives down here, and some early signaling bits and pieces. These uh, early signaling bits and pieces. Right, again, I need to show you what I'm talking about. So. The early sort of, uh, there's some nice models of early trains and some bits and pieces and like signal indicators and things. Go back to the signaling episode where those, it'll be clear quite, it'll be clear what those things are. So there are some nice, look at those, they're good, aren't they? As I said, one take, I should do B-roll, but I don't think I've got the time uh, or the breath. So some ships always, right, the rule in here is to always look up, always look up, because you never know what you're going to spot. So for example, uh, well, here's an example of a, uh, this is a, a broad gauge locomotive going over the style of viaduct that they had on the uh, Great Western uh, back in the day. You can see before it became stone. I don't know whether these are temporary because they've got the stone, kind of the stone support piers then with the timber above. 
in any case, there you can see, I don't know whether it's, it was rush job tim, timber to sort of get the railway running before they finalise the structure. There's another, there's another nice, these all, they all have indicators of what they are. So you can always, this is a ticket machine, there it is. It's a, it looks like a newer ticket machine, perhaps middle of the last century. Um, yeah, what was I saying? I was saying always look up. I don't even know what that is up there. Look at it, it's this wood, a wooden creation. Could be a torture device. Um, right, so here's our P-way, by the way. Here's our, uh, uh, there's, the, there's those, that's those switches and crossings we were talking about. Uh, here's a little, here's, here's a nice model of, um, approximately one in 40 of uh, a fleet station down down here you can see the uh the nice can you see it yeah nice br blue and also another thing is uh bizarrely look at a little section model of the fourth bridge in in kind of gunmetal gray which is quite random and uh here oh there's a uh, this now this this is interesting so this is a vice this here is a vice used by george stevenson on the rainhill trials in 1829 how on earth that managed to find its way into the railway collection, I don't know, but I'm glad it did. Uh, here are some more, uh, more, more kind of models. Now, these, these sort of scale models are quite, quite common in here. There are loads of them, because they're often used to sort of explain to, explain to the buyer what their, look, what their vehicle would look like, and then they were used as a bit of a display for people. Oh, look, I worked on this train. That was nice. So uh, there we go. There's a nice Class 86. And then you've got a, a kind of a... Oh, I don't actually know what that is. What is it? So it's a, oh, it's a 310 EMU. There we go. Uh, but generally they have a nice little A4 slip so you can sort of see what's, see what's going on. Um, lots of bells here, lots of bells, I presume from like BR or railway shipping. So uh, yeah, here we have a, I'm gonna go down here, oh my goodness. So this is an air compressor. Uh, look, it's an, it's, there it is, it's an air compressor. So no matter what, and also we have here, the, 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 this is the finery, and I enjoy this because it's, a, it's kind of a bit of a microcosm of how, how much prestige was associated with railway travel. Here is a collection of, uh, of different Great Western Railway crockery and serving implements. And look, look at all these, they're absolutely fantastic. Look, all this silverware, stunning. And then, and then crockery down here, just, just look at this. It's fantastic. It's been beautifully laid out as well. Very good. Antiques Roadshow, produ the production team would be uh, very impressed. So, uh, right, I'm going to dither up. I'm going past Peter, who's just busy getting on with things. I'm glad I'm not, hopefully not utterly annihilating his evening. Right, let's go up there, up here. Oh, this is cheating, isn't it? I'm going to keep talking. Uh, there's another shit. Actually, that looks suspiciously like, what is that? That's Pembroke. That's quite nice. It's, it's, it looks like it's lacking. looks like someone's hacked the chimney off the top. In fact, it's definitely got like a flame cut chimney on the top. Down here are, by the way, because this is a bit of the story of the East Coast, uh, down here are all the different locomotives that used to run on the East Coast as the kind of the crack expresses. So you've got like, what have we got? We've got steam. We've got a variety of kettles, including a Scotsman. So there's, there's okay, let me do this properly. So you've got down here, you've got a variety of kettles. There's Scotsman. Behind that, you've then got, uh, you've got one of the uh, Streamline Pacifics. You've got a Deltic, you've got an HST. And then of course, most stunningly, you've got a Class 91 at the back, uh, which used to lead the 225, of course. Um, but let's go down, have a closer look at these. So there's Deltic looking fantastic. There's Nimbus, in fact. Yeah, which is nice. It's, it's got the, the green with the green stripe, with the, which is the same as the one behind. It's like a little and large. And then you've got there, there's a little HST, like the one we started with. And then the, uh, the Class 91 there, looking looking fab, actually. I wonder if that's one of the models that was used, that, that, that appeared in the, uh, in the video, my in-city 22, well, you know, the Class 91 video that's on the front of the YouTube page. Right, we are going back alongside this sizable... Deltic locomotive, this class 55, because, uh, well, there's, 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 to show you other things out here, I don't come here very often, I normally did it around under the shelves, but there are, this is a nice kind of uh, locomotive uh, cutaway drawing, more about design drawings later, actually, there's some models of LNER teak coaches there, teak coach with a cutaway, actually, you can sort of see, it's got the cutaway, so you can see, uh, can sort of see what was going on inside. The lights flash a little bit in here, which I do apologise. Oh look, if you want to see, I often point out um, windscreen wipers on trains. There's a rather underwhelming looking windscreen wiper on the front of the Deltic, and also the horn, which, let's face it, looks a little bit, kind of no less imposing than a bicycle horn, but they used to be pretty noisy. <laughs> anyway, right, I'm dithering along. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, the locomotive preparation area is still, still closed off, but that's fine. We're not, we don't need to go down there. 
we're going to do that along here. So here is one of said teak coaches that we showed earlier. So here is, uh, you can see and see the class there. Now, it's, um, what, this is, I don't remember this. These are, oh look, it's just, a, it's a pull lever and you can play, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to touch the necessary things, but that's a, a pinball machine. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, videos. Right, this is good, this is good. So this shows you, this is an example of the sorts of kit that you have to, this is kind of getting a bit more contemporary about the sort of stuff, all the different people that it takes to continue. Oh, interestingly, they've got like an old Sperry, there's an old Sperry ultrasonic, it's actually a walk with one of those along the, uh, well, along various places actually. And there's a, there's a shovel, so it's showing the different sorts of kit. Of course, it's all labelled off, so you can see all the labelling. Um, it's the old, uh, it's the old, um, it's like the old uh, museum branding style, but anyway. It's a familiar set of oranges behind there that I'm used to wearing. Uh, although not the grill ones, of course. So there we go. That's that's all that stuff. And then there's more kit along here. So this shows all the different bits and pieces. There's, there's, it's, it's kind of talking about the tech changing technologies over time. Uh, it says like, yeah, old mobile phone and uh, like Game Boy. Yeah, nice. Anyway, so the good thing about standing up here is I can I can I can rotate and show you. Uh, this is probably one of the best views in the whole museum, actually, because I'm just going to slowly rotate. So you've got that nice teak coach. Then we're going to rotate. I'm just going to rotate around, keep my head as much out of shot as possible without confusing myself. There's, uh, there's Stevenson stood there looking enthusiastic. You've got all this stuff, and it gives an idea of, like, you've just got shelves disappearing off. This section is just shelves disappearing off into the distance in all directions. There are all sorts of different things. Uh, some very fetching objects we're going to go and have a look at momentarily. Uh, look at this way, there's more, more signal heads, and look at these, look at it all. And it keeps going that way, because we're going to go and have a look. And in fact, if I flip my head around, it still goes, there's still a whole section down there that we're going to go and, and explore properly. Uh, we are 13-ish minutes in. I know I, I started talking before we pressed the, the start, the starting gun, but anyway. So we're going to go down here, I'm going to hold the banister so I don't trip over because that would be uh, an annoying amount of paperwork for the museum to have to deal with. We're not going to start down here, although here's... Okay, we'll look at this while we're here. Uh, there's a nice uh, metal version of the Euston Arch there. And uh, is that the Waverley, the Waverley Monument? That's random. Uh, is it? Is that what that is? I don't know if that is. No, that's not what that is. That's something else, isn't it? It's a spire of something else. It's, 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 it's that sort of neo-Gothic type. Anyway, there's a cat as well. I don't know about the cat. Let's dither this way. Oh, let's not dither this way. Let's just have a quick look. So there is a... We talk about battery engines and battery locomotives. There is um, an NSR battery electric... Battery electric locomotive one. Uh, this is from, uh, like, uh, when is it? The 19... It'll be written on it. 1917. Yeah, I was going to say the 1910s. So that is the 1910s. Yeah, 1917. There it is. Little battery loco. The other direction, you have a nice... Uh, a nice green steam at the bottom. It's the butt of a steam locomotive. And on this side, there's all sorts of signage and it's just glories. No matter what your interest in will be, or no matter what your interest is, there'll always be a little tidbit part somewhere for you to inspect and, and inquire upon and look at and be interested in. Here look like a load of gearboxes. Let's look at the, Is that what they are? No, no, I'll tell you what. We'll find out. These are motors there. Oh, no, they're just motors. They're outright motors. And then a load of more ticket machines. A load of ticket machines. There's also uh, a man's head, 1855. Who is this man? We'll never know, but there is his head and his upper body. Kind of looks like someone's, kind of looks like he's taking a bath. Bit weird. Anyway, motors, motors, uh, signals, features, some silverware over there. Look, there's some silverware behind me over there. That's always quite something. And ships. And anyway, I'm getting distracted because the good stuff is over there. I was probably filming much in there for 15 minutes, wasn't I? There's all the good stuff over there, but we're actually going to dither straight back to the start again because I've passed some of my favourite objects. Oh, I love them so much. Uh, we'll get to those briefly. Oh, yes, right. Um, so, right back, all, almost well, exactly to where we started again because that's only one small section. Thankfully, I'd say probably... That's probably like, what, an eighth of what we've just covered, which is good because uh, we're 15 and a half minutes in or 15 minutes. In fact, Peter, what time is it? What have you got? What time is it? 15, 15 minutes and 24 seconds. So actually this thing's only a few seconds ahead, so that's good. Uh, we're gonna go down here. So this is the largest collection of, uh, of model trains and model rolling stock uh, manufactured by one man. He made them all. They're all in O-gauge, I think. Um, uh, I think it's, 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 they were bequeathed by the late Arthur Hay um, ah, no, so these are, this, 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 
this, I think these are the models. These are the ones. They're all made by the same person. Uh, yes, JP Richards bequest. And um, he started making modern here, isn't it? He's a plummy looking chap. Anyway, he, he made all of these, look at all the LS and WR stock, just unending amounts of it. It's huge amounts, look at it all. It's fantastic. If you like looking at models, the thing is, is the, the models are less important. It's the fact that it's a record of the different varieties of stock that existed. Here are many chairs. If you're a fan of reclining upon a chair, the museum has collected a variety of chairs for you. Also, there's like a, a bicycle type single rail running thing. I'd never noticed that before. Look at that. It's brilliant. You see it. If I hold that up there, that thing is a, it's a, it's a, it's a motorbike that seems to run on one rail. Never noticed that before. That's brilliant. Uh, I shall have to come and inquire upon that object. Uh, anyway, right, there's loads of northeast, northeastern locos and, and wagons and things in behind me here. Uh, there we are. And uh, there's APT. There's one of various bits of APT paraphernalia here, that Class 370, with, uh, with some nice, uh, with a nice Class 325 above as well, uh, which we saw, which we saw. Well, we didn't see, because I don't think it went into a natter, but I filmed it when I was uh, around. So this is... Uh, a proposed air, a compressed air locomotive in behind. Anyway, I'm dithering, and also the light is reflecting horribly on that, so there's more signalling paraphernalia here. Section stuff saying that trains are clear of section. There is silverware. There's a, there's, there's, oh, there's a slice, a slice of P-Way. The first of many slices of P-Way that we're going to see today. And, and uh, so here we start having some of these nice models. You see these nice little, nice little model, little sections of model railway. Um, now, I always enjoy this object. This is stupid. This here is a tire with a flange for running on rails. And it was uh, at the time that Michel and were desperate to get to, to find different ways to sell tires. And in France, they succeeded. They got they managed to convince the Paris Metro that they needed to have rubber tired trains. And they, as a result, because of, you know, redundancy and it being difficult to change systems that you've established, they still do, even though they don't need them because the motor, electric motors are much more powerful than they used to be. And um, there's another thing up here. This, this here is a prize length, an award that is given to a length that the P-Wave men, or, and well, it was pretty much men at the time, let's face it, um, the plate layers, uh, kept their track really good. So lovely line and level, nice and smooth running, vegetation well-managed, fresh ballast. And they, would, they get the award of the prize length. Um, now, up above that is something else that's very important. And I, it's hidden up there. But having just been reading, having just finished the box, actually, that appears to be a model, and we, we saw it in the freight episode, that appears to be a model of a, um, of a new crane for lifting containers off of intermodal trains. There they are. Now, more on that in the future, I think, because there's a lot to be said about container traffic and intermodals and why it's really important. Um, the box is a really interesting book. Uh, so there is, and bearing in mind that Beeching pioneered that, within, and in fact, British Rail were one of the railway pioneers of, of using container traffic, intermodal trains, uh, intermodal as in they change between, you can lift the box up and change it between modes of transport. They are intermodal. There's some more signals. It's <laughs> nice, isn't it? Lovely collection of, uh, of signals there, pair, kind of pairs of signal. Oh, right, let's crack on. I haven't got time to stop and dither. Uh, there's some more, there's some lovely, I mean, there are lovely, but if you like looking at kind of nicely made scale models, you are spoiled for choice here. There are so many around. Look, look, look there, and, and there's some there, and... There are all sorts of places. Actually, this is that NCL there. I wonder if that, I'd, I've never noticed that before either. We're going to go around again and look at those objects, but I wanted to come down here because I'm too excited about them and I wanted to share them, which is these two models, these two scale models, which I love. They've got Thunderbirds font there. If you can read that nice and clearly, I think. It's a model of the Channel Tunnel Rail Link when the, in its original sort of 70s plan and what it was supposed to look like. And here is a model showing it needs a little bit of TLC because the OLE's fallen, fallen down over there. Um, but it's a, they need to lift the lid off and give it some love. But generally, I adore this model. It's got a very 75. And what's also funny is it's got like a classic sort of European style long distance train <laughs> electric hold at the front because that was kind of the idea of what it would be. They'd be less restricted than any old European trains would be able to travel through. That would be the dream, wouldn't it? Anyway, now similarly, you have the newer idea, the, the new Kent mainline, which is the connection, again, the Channel Tunnel kind of uh, connection. And you can see here, what's interesting though, is that this, this arch, the arch here, is, it's a proper like, it's a brick arch looking jobbo. See it there, I think I've got it in the middle of the shot. Yeah, I do. Uh, kind of where the model splits and it's got the motorway next to it. 
but this is a really tiny scale and I just love it. I just love the scale of it. I, as, a, as a design engineer, as an infrastructure engineer, I think this sort of thing always excites me. Like the view of, of, of infrastructure. Uh, actually, can I do a, if I do this, uh, yeah, there we are. It's a bit reflecty, but I think you get the idea of the scale of the model there. That's, that's, that, that'll, that'll do. Uh, I said I'd do it in one take. We're going to see how it goes. We're 21 minutes and 20 seconds in. Right, we've added, uh, that's that's a minute and a half added of extra time there because uh, I needed to just check that it had not melted. It's not melted. I'm melting and my voice and throat are melting, but the phone is fine and the sound quality is fine. So that's the most important thing. Uh, look, there's another fantastic model. Look at this, it's a bascule bridge, the King George V bridge. Here, this this, this, this is Keedby Bask. Is it Keedby? Kedby? Chat tell me uh this is a, a one to 96 scale model of this this incredible bascule bridge I, probably best if i spin there you can sort of see where it would it would roll back on itself so you could see if i get really close there you can see the sort of mechanism by which it would roll back on itself and lift and allow things to pass it's quite impressive uh really in fact spectacular some might say so there's lots of panels here for different signaling things that's signaling things there's an early wheelchair up there an early wheelchair by the look of it Let's go in behind here. So we're going to go past, uh, there's a nice, I presume, yeah, this is a Mark IV coach here. IC250 Mark IV coach. I mean, it obviously isn't because the Mark IV coaches became something very different, but this is a mock-up for what the Mark IV coach would have looked like. Interestingly, it's got the, uh, it's got the roof ridges that the Mark III had, not the smooth roof of the Mark IV. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, and there's, there's lots of other features. Look, there's features here for a sleeping car, like a, a BR era sleeping car. Uh, so we've been back here. What we're going to do is uh, look at some so the things. The things I came here to look at. Uh, well, there's some slices of peeway, which is always nice. These aren't just slices of peeway. These are slices of peeway with the fish plate around them to show the the section size of the fish plate as well. So you've got some early. These are these are 18, 1861 flat bottom there with the that's Great Northern Railway with a quite a, a squishy looking, not particularly well assertive um, shape at the top of the railhead. And then by the time you get further down. This is uh, the GNR's sort of uh, bullhead, and you can see it's got a much more defined corner because they started understanding that, that, that the wheel rail interface was improved by having less curvature there and it being almost a bit more squared off. So you can see that development of the railhead. You can actually see the development from going from the top, sort of the top here, and you can follow that shape. And then as you go down, you can see it starts getting more squared off as there's a better understanding of the wheel rail interface. And in fact, some of the, what's interesting here is that some of these um, these are for bridges, but you can see these these, these fish plates are pretty assertive. Uh, that's a way, a mechanism for fitting it onto the kind of a base plate mechanism almost to fit it, fit the rails onto the um, onto onto a bridge, probably onto long timbers. Uh, what else have we got? We've got look at these the trim valve plates. I don't even I don't even know what those are. But they're cool. Look, they're, they're cool and they're exploded out and they're on a pin board to make it look impressive. I love it. Um, we're gonna go this way because there is, okay, there's an interesting object. Look, a Royal Mail thing, crate thing. What do you call them, cage? It's a cage, isn't it? Royal Mail cage. Uh, here is, I presume like a little fire pump. It's like a fire extinguisher of its day. Uh, and we're gonna go down, ah, here it is. This is an object which is always interesting. This is a, a rheostatic brake. Here it is, I'm just gonna read the thing to make sure you've got my face up, up close and personal. Uh, is sorry rheostatic one about it's a hydrokinetic brake so it uses the uses water to, to absorb the energy from braking and it is from of course apte the experimental gas turbine advanced passenger train of which there is one mostly intact up at shildon there it is you can see it i've got and actually you can see you can see all these fins if i do this you can see the fins water action in that uh actually aided the braking power so you've got the wheel behind so there you are that's a hydrokinetic brake from apt there are multiple apt things hiding around here you just have to know where to look for them uh where was that thing that i spotted earlier that got me very excited and then i ran off and got preoccupied i'm gonna go along here i uh i cannot there's, there's, there's quite a lot. Just, uh, there are more objects here than I can actually... I mean, shaking a stick out is a bit mean. I wouldn't recommend doing that. But there are more objects here than I can even account for and talk about, despite the fact that I have, you know, another 40 minutes to talk about things. Anyway, lots of parcels and bits and pieces, lots of machinery and, uh, and chairs, more chairs. Uh, ah, yeah, this thing. Right, so come in here. 
Why is this object? This is model proposed road rail container. So we're talking about freight. This thing that I showed you here, this NCL thing, can you see it? It's like a wagon with a kind of a container. That's a, it's like a row row. So if I can I sit from the other side, I don't know if I can. The best angle, the best angle of it is possibly if I do this, wouldn't it? I have the power. Oh yeah, there you go. So that's basically a truck reverses onto that and it's looking at alternative means and actually in the US they, they pushed a lot for that to be the approach. The railways thought that that managed the competition better. They could have a bit more control over it. But actually they were pushing back on the other container. Pretty quickly in the UK we realised that doesn't work. Um, I think I think there's merit in, in, in exploring use of Roro again. Uh, Roro being roll on, roll off. Um, type vehicles. I don't know if that technically is Roro. But anyway, um, the idea of like reversing your truck, uh, ideally you just drive the truck on intact and then it just drives off again, a bit like the channel tunnel model. The trouble is that requires quite a large gauge. Um, I, I, it's the sort of thing where I'd argue it'd be useful to use that for um, for like Transpennine crossings, like it'd be worth re-gauging the Hook Valley or something to do that. Spend the extra, you know, 600 million to gauge it to, to allow that to happen and then you can solve a lot of the traffic issues over Snake Pass. Oh, I really should have brought a bottle of water. Um, right, down here, we're going to ignore the fact that we've got a frame, a model frame of, uh, actually, what is this? That's the bottle frame of a class 85. This is what the frame looked, the actual structural frame looked like that they, uh, there, there can you, you can probably kind of recognize it. There, you recognize the shape. You've got the kind of, it shows how little, how primitive the protective structures are for the driver, because there's just nothing. There's hardly anything there. There's just, it's still basically a flatbed truck. Anyway, um, because we can go down here, because, here is a, uh, it's the 60th anniversary of Pandrel, is this sleeper here. This sleeper showing the Pandrel flash clip system was presented to the National Rail Museum on the 7th of October 1997 to mark the 60th anniversary of Pandrel. And indeed this is an F41 sleeper. So you remember the episode where we talked, actually not enough people watched it, watch the why isn't standard track gauge 14, 35 millimeters or four, four and a half inches. Um, this is an example of a sleeper that does not have standard track gauge. This sleeper, it's an F F41, which means that it has 14, 32 millimeter gauge. You can see here, this is nice. This is sort of the premiere at the time of uh, Pandrel fast clip um, with, uh, with a nice kind of 56E1 or 113A rail there. Uh, and it's, it's a nice pre-stressed sleeper. This is basically what G44s look like now. Like this was actually, the F41 was not a popular sleeper. It was a very much an interim. They were trialing the fast clip and then it became really fast clip, sort of rolled out properly with um, with the G44 sleeper. You didn't need to know that, but then you don't need to know most of what I'm talking about because this is rail natter and that's what it's all about. Um, look, look at these ball joints, machine fours, return bonds. I don't know what these things are. In the chat, tell me what they are. But as I would keep saying, you come into it, no matter what your interest, you come into this room and there will be a a large collection of things that you will find interesting that will engage something that you find interesting whether it's you know posters whether it's uh, mechanical engineering whether it's models of locomotives whether it's rolling stock through the ages whether it's mechanical parts of you know whatever this thing was behind me here on that pin board whether it's signage whether it's the station you know the the, the passenger experience so there's some some nice um British Rail. Now, what's the what's the letter that that's the it's the J, isn't it? Is there a J there for me to check uh, whether that is uh, actually rail alphabet. I think, yeah, it is. It's got the funny short J there. Down there, funny short J. So that is actually rail alphabet. Uh, there you are. Nice rail alphabet sign. The T's Tyne Pullman departs from this platform at 10.28, stopping at Doncaster and arriving at London King's Cross. Also, London King's Cross with an apostrophe. Oh, and also, there's one of these. If ever you wondered, I don't know, do, does everyone know what these are when you see them next to the railway? Do you know what they are? They're mile, mile posts. So this is a three-quarter mile post. It's the 266 mile with uh, and three quarters. It's a mile post. It's useful for us as PY engineers locating things. Although nowadays not that useful because everything it's not accurate enough for us. Uh, and to be honest, it's probably easier to just use the Omnicom app on your phone. <sighs> okay, so it is. Well, what did I, st I stopped at like 22. So we're like, well, well, Peter will tell us how many minutes are when we go back up that end and check with him. But I guess stop in another t t 12 or so minutes. Um, we're gonna, what are we going to do? We're going to go We're going to go this way actually We're going to go around this way Because there's loads of stuff I know what is over there But actually I want to end on something beautiful So we're going to come back there and end on something beautiful There's again, look at all this silver Look at this silver service But this is important like, People are like, oh it's not important Why do you need to collect all that stuff? Because the railway is not just about the trains 
It's not even just about the track. It's about the whole impact it had on society, the whole way it developed, the whole idea of, you know, the, the, the early uh, airliners, in fact, relevant to this because there is, a, there is down here a little model aircraft there. At the time that that sort of aircraft was appearing, uh, this is a de Havilland Dragon, uh, which is from the early, oh, is it late 20s, early 30s? Uh, in any case, yeah, uh, probably early 30s actually. And um, that was the, the, the peak period for the quality of air travel. And so air travel took, it took that inspiration of what first class should look like from the railways. In fact, even the liners were taking, you know, the ocean liners, you know, the Cunard and White Star Line were taking their inspiration of the, of the bar of where first class, of what that premium silver surface experience was. They took that from the railways. Um, well, there's some clocks for those who are, for those uh, clock, is it horologist? Horologist? Horolo time time? Anyway, there's, there's clocks. There's lots of clocks down there. Uh, read David Rooney's About Time book. It's fantastic. I've just started it. It's brilliant. Um, there's some uh, police officer uh, helmets. Uh, right, look at look, I love it. The little narrow, little narrow shelves rocketing along. Let's go through this one actually. Let's work our way through this one. See what we can see. Oh, there's, there's so there's some pioneering as a, an English electric prototype diesel electric loco there, little prototype, and then another one behind. There's sort of another uh, that one for Sudan Railways behind. So this is like the English electric collection because there's there's some here. Like, actually, this one looks like a diesel, but it's actually a, uh, it's actually a, an electric loco. You can see the. See the pantograph up top there. I don't know the image quality is not great. Um, I just spied something fun next to me that will. Anyway, there's lots of locos um, up here. Is some some funnels. There are some funnels. Uh, where those funnels have come from, we won't know. But behind me here <laughs> is some interesting stuff. Does anyone recognise that number? Four six zero zero nine. Anyone know what that is? That is a peak. And these two things here are its very, very dented front buffers. And behind is a little mock-up of a nuclear flask with the speedometer from the train uh, put in it at the speed at which this poor peak 46009 careened a, a decent old lick and smashed into said nuclear flask and made a, made a big old mess. It's a PR stunt more than anything else. It wasn't actually a scientific test of, of any kind of relevance. They'd already proven that it was safe by that point. It was more a PR test to make everyone go, oh, that's a big bang. And if anything survived that, wowza. In any case, yeah, it made a right old mess. But there they are, you can see it. There's from Operation Smash Hit. Uh, there's a nice little uh, sheet of paper explaining it all. It's also a very, very fine. I, I like the boats actually in here a lot. There's a very fine vessel behind us there. Anyway, there's there's some features. There's some some platform signage there, and uh, also level crossing signage. This absolutely ubiquitous user work crossing sign, and it's right that we've saved it and kept it and looked after it. These are you know, these features. Boiler tubes. I don't know if these are from rail from explosions. They look, there's more signaling kit. There's a lot of good classic signaling kit down here. That's not so clear. Let me come down here and show you some of these fantastic bits of signaling kit. There's a, a mocked up boiler actually down there. That's that's nice on its side. There's the, kind of a really nice mocked up boiler. Uh, that's nice. I like that. Uh, and here is, uh, I think I've, I've, I've harped on about this before. I think possibly in one of Tim's videos. There's a Timken uh, APTM bearing. It's the uh, trademark AP bearing there from Timken. So, oh, we've got, uh, look at this roll deck. Look at this roll top bureau-y type thing. It's stunning, what is this? This is a roll top cabinet, British Rail, roll top cabinet for staff records from Nelson Road offices in Darbados. I was a, uh, I talked about how much I like, oh, 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 oh. So this, this behind us here looks like an early DLR vehicle up there. It just, uh, if I raise this up, that, that looks DLR to me, right? Uh, let's do, oh god, it's confusing. Well, I did there, it's really difficult to manipulate this thing from up here. Right, there we are. Nice, I like that. There's also a sliced up uh, locomotive there. And then some more locomotive models, if ever you're wondering. There's so many locomotive models. And there's some more locomotive models here, including another classic sort of weird pioneering loco. Um, here is some, oh, is this, this is from uh, in Glasgow, an old sidling sort of control panel from Glasgow. Look at this. It's fantastic. And some more shipping. I love the ships. The ships are great. In fact, there's a fantastic, there's a corker or one. Oh, if, if anyone who likes um, the uh, sectorized cargo, there's a nice, uh, nice panel from sectorized cargo. Anyway, look, it's the, what's wrong with this double arrow? Well, nothing's wrong with it. It's facing the, the top, the top part is facing the correct direction. This is the SS Arnhem, uh, Harwich to Hook of Holland. And uh, look what a fine vessel that is. Look, a fine, 
fine vessel. I can't film that very well because it's really difficult to manipulate this like this. Anyway, also some more chairs, some chairs, some chairs and chairs there. So also here, look, we have some tellers. So we have some print cash registers. The NCR 51 was the cash register used throughout all regions of British Rail. Uh, it's, it's, look at this, look at this thing, it's fantastic. I just watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy uh, and, uh, and it's such a fantastic period piece and their operating kit looks pretty much exactly like that, I love it. It's brilliant. Oh look, another fantastic, the, the, the TSS Duke of Argyle, another C-Link ferry up there. I think they look terrific, I think they look really great. Uh, and more ships up behind, in fact loads, there's the Saint-Denis up there. Uh, vessel, the ships always look up, always look up. Because uh, there's more chairs, there's also the M and GN joint station. Uh, there is Fakenham. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, some some ground indicators. There's some more crockery. Whose crockery is this? I don't know, but I like it. It's got a little seahorse. Uh, in the chat, reckon, if you recognise whose it is, uh, let me know. Look at that. At the Glen Eagles Hotel. Interesting. I wonder if that's all the Glen Eagles Hotel. Um, there's some more signalling kit behind me there, right up top above me in a shelf. More mock-up uh, locos there, mock-up locos here. What's this one here? This is a uh, this is a class 40. Ah, oh, it's an original peak there. Class 40, let's do that sort of thing there. There it is, looking shiny. And uh, that now, so we, I've, I've dithered around there, several things I love, and I love scale models. I've already talked about how much I love scale models. Well, this scale model down here is one of my f absolute all-time favorites. This is the, um, this is the LNWR's model of what Edge Hill, I can't even represent it on here. This is what Edge Hill uh, kind of marshalling yard looked like. And they've got so much, they've got all of the, they've got all of the kind of the housing modeled. They've got the whole setup here. It's like, Kind of show you here this it's difficult to represent in, in the camera here but you can sort of see the scale here this fantastic model i don't know how well filmed this is it's dreadful probably isn't it but um if i, I don't know if i can really get down low and show you kind of without just avoiding contact you just see the scale of this but it's fantastic just this little all the little houses are model little trees this is only a teaser to encourage you to come and come and view all this stuff yourself um now, I quite like that. Well, actually, no, before I forget it, I'm going to come down here because there's more P-Way. There's some nice classic kind of sections of different P-Way here. Uh, so there's a, long, there's a long timber with some bridge rail on it. And actually, it's easier if I was over here. You can see the, uh, the cross section. There, so you can see the cross sections of these. See how shallow the cross the section is on this one. And again, this T-Rail here, that's kind of quite a strange looking section. But anyway, it's quite interesting to look at different P-Way sections, understand how kind of the origins of track. People are, well, you saw by the, actually the, the GNR, the GNR slices over there weren't hugely experimental. It was all just kind of bullhead with some flat bottom. But you can see there, there are a few different examples there. Oh, now I'm gonna walk this way. There's something fun here. There's some, some nice sort of signal diagrams behind there. There's some nice signal diagrams, lovely. I'm gonna press this button here. So look behind me, look at this. Will this work? And indeed, is it, it might, it might not be switched on. But <laughs> when it is switched on, this thing illuminates um, and it illuminates, and that's actually some nice, there's actually some, some kind of uh, plate rail, edge rail down here. Let's mention <laughs> some nice, uh, nice rails on stone as well here. Lovely. Uh, when this thing illuminates, it shows all of the extents of. Um, actually, I can't remember why exactly. The, the, the description is interactive animated diagram growth of the UK Railway Network, 1830 to 1860. Ah, it used to be a main hall display in the museum, actually. Uh, what things are awesome? Well, hovercrafts are awesome, although I suppose possibly they're gadget bands. There's a hovercraft looking absolutely awesome. I love it so much. It's just, just because something is a bit bonkers doesn't mean it's useless. Uh, you know, it's not, that's not the reason why I dismiss things like Hyperloop. It's not just because they're bonkers. It's because they're, they're kind of a racket and they're corrupt and they're designed to make rich men richer. They don't actually have a useful purpose. Look at these lovely models down here. So we're gonna walk back down this way. What else can we see down here? Well, more chairs. There actually, I've never realized how many chairs there are in here. Um, so for people who like chairs, and there will be lots of people out there who actually find chairs a very interesting niche study for all sorts of reasons, there are many chairs here you can knock yourself out. If I look this way, there is another fantastic ship. It's huge, look at this thing, it's lovely. It's like uh, Lego people scale, as I, as I like to call it. And, uh, and some more kind of lovely O-gauge models. 
and also some BR stuff. So this isn't BR stuff, this is this is BR though. There's some BR era stuff. I see some double arrows etched into pewter. I should hear that. You can see these double arrow etched into pewter, very nice. If we go down here, you can see an egg cup with the, the double arrows on it. I want that so much there. If I hold that there, I think hopefully that, that's filmed that. And also some nice, like a really nice little intercity sleepers, really nice sort of tea set there. And again, these are, Tim photographed these, double arrow glass set. I want it so much. Please, someone manufacture those. Uh, yeah, and then there's some here. These are GNER first class stuff. So the, the RIP the GNER, there they are. There we go. So, right, I'm remembering things over there that I wanted to, uh, that I desperately want to film as well. Um, so we've got, that's another 20 minutes down. We've only got another one of these to go and I've still got, I've barely done half. Oh my goodness. Well, this was one. So we'll just have to do another episode and do another hour. Unless you thought this was a horrifying disaster. Look, it's a, it's a nice class 150. Some early sprinter action there, lovely. And uh, it's just quite good, I quite like this. So this, this is the other end as well. It shows, uh, oh, okay, it's an inter intermediate motor car. Uh, what is it? Yeah, there it is. Oh no, it's a 317 uh, EMU next to the, the 150 there, just for benefit. Let's whiz this way, I'm dithering. Ah, no, no, no. Because potentially my favorite object in the, this entire room is behind me here, which is, it's the beef burger polystyrene in a in a glass box. <laughs> it gets a GNER pure beef cheeseburger. Back in the do you remember? Lots of you on this will remember the day when beef burgers didn't taste like beef. They tasted like burgers. They tasted. They all tasted the same. They all they were a bit green on the top. They're all presumably from the same wholesaler. Like nationally, a burger was the same thing. It was like a wimpy burger. Uh, that's from those days. You know, nowadays we're spoiled. Burgers taste like meat. They taste like you know they have flavour. No, we just we just don't want missing, do we? Anyway, let's do there's more incredible volumes of silverware. Look at this silverware. I think it's cool. It's nice to see that it's part of the history of it. Let's wander this way. So I've got another 20 minutes. I'm going to do another pause. I think I don't know another another break while we walk this way through. It's nice to walk through actually, give you an idea of the scale. We're actually oh this this is the signaling cabinet with all sorts of look at this just unending amounts of signaling equipment that. Uh, it's great, actually. I had a walk around here with uh, with Jarley, and she and I had a nice a nice plod and explored things and enjoyed talking through some of those signalling bits of kit. It was great. This is Isambard Kingdom Brunel's collection of bits of stone. If you such if you so fancy such things, if you find yourself as an amateur geologist, then uh, there you go. And we're going to end this little segment, which I'm then going to have to add more time on. We're going to add uh, end this little segment with with a stunning view of of a brilliant model of. I like that it, it's it's in a tunnel at the end of it, which I quite like. Uh, there's a nice steamer down there. I don't know what that is, but more importantly, there's the uh, the, the 370 up top, the uh, lovely APTP. So what else have we got? Um, we have got. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I just want to look at the APT a bit more. Look at it, it's stunning. Look at that. Fantastic. What a what a loss, eh? Also, this elaborate 1866 thing. Look at that. I presume that's come off a bridge plate somewhere. That's some wrought iron bridge somewhere that's... Uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, so. Uh, uh, there's a horse. There is a horse. And a buffer stop as well. There's a, there's a buffer stop collected there. Bullhead. Looks like, yeah, standard sort of fabricated out of plate iron and bullhead. Ah, now behind me is... Well, now what are these called? I can't remember what they're called, but they're they just elevators. They've, they've got... They, they collect up a whole private wagon and tip it off into a, you know, into a state or into a ship or, or, or into a power station or whatever it happens to be. And now at the other end, ah, interestingly, now I had not spotted these ones before. There's some chairs, uh, of course, a theme of tonight. But also we have all this P-Way kit, including... Uh, so that you know like spades shovels picks but also some surveying kit we've got uh, a nice theodolite up top as well a nice level uh, which of you were now oh look it's a nice it's a nice mallard very nice which of you were getting excited about uh, about the 140 mile an hour speedboard well there's the 140 mile an hour speedboard uh, we can get really nice and close to it if you like also there's a really like extreme level thing this one's funny it's on a stick so it looks exactly like the ones you get in old hornby collections but uh, yeah there's the there's a 140 mile an hour speedboard that uh uh also for the weirdos this is not real the platform nine and three quarters thing for people who are interested in such stuff uh also there's this is good because there's lots of lots of the plates and boards around let's go and look at some p-way again it's been far too long since we looked at some p-way oh 
uh, is the horse. There's a nice little selfie with the horse. Uh, and also in here is where, where the team look after things. So you get a nice view of, of the team looking after things. Uh, there we are. Now, more P-Way. So we have a collection of GWR P-Way. So we looked at GNR P-Way. So now it's GWR P-Way. So this is, this is some, this is the Cheltenham and Gloucester mixed gauge on cross sleepers. So you can see the, the bridge rail there. You can see the reliance of the GWR on bridge rail for a very long time. Lots and lots of bridge rail. There's Barlow's rail there, the nonsense, just dreadful design. What's interesting though is that they've got this, is the, is the actual wheel rail interface, is that they've got these angles sort of, it's just quite interesting that they, they actually had got this squared off shape at the top rather than the kind of the curvy shape then they go then they go all curvy there you can see and then by the time we're getting down further down you can see they've gone for bullhead again and and there we are and see and then this over here oh, is uh this is an 86 pound rail there and there's some weird for maintenance only that's a weird shape bit of rail that's very strange um sections for switches switches and crossings uh, it's nice. I like these panel boards of sliced up P-Way. It's great. Uh, I'm just going to turn around and say, I can barely uh, kind of draw attention to them. But uh, actually, we are going to go this way because I think there's the model of, if we walk this way, some more boats. And then above me are just lots of these crests, crests of different railway companies. Uh, the reason we've come this way is to look at Birmingham International Airport. There's multimodal interchange. You've got some nice, uh, there you can see some nice actually derailed because they've got unstuck uh, BR coaches but uh, yeah this is nice it's uh, so I don't know how well I filmed that but it's a nice modernist looking uh, edifice and uh, it's got the nice double arrows there looks quite fine nice example of modernist architecture I think very fetching uh, some of you might not like it I do look northeastern railway platform tickets yeah. thing thing for buying your ticket machine yeah, little ticket machine for buying tickets right Let's keep going. We're actually running out. I didn't think it would happen. Well, I wasn't sure. I thought I'd have collapsed by this point. I'm going to drink quite a lot of water, I think, before I do the outro. Uh, although I don't know where I'm going to get it from. I'll make it, I'll make it happen. Um, oh, I didn't think it would happen, but it has. We're, we're, we've got 15 minutes left, a little, little more than 15 minutes left to get on with this stuff. So. Uh, we'll have to check with Peter, who's got the timer, but I think he'll be, uh, he's going to be ahead of us now, I think. Right, we've got some fun things here. For example, I've been, last, last week we were in, inside, or we were just at the mouth of the HS2 tunnels. Here, is, um, here are the Victoria Line tunnels. There, see, they've, got, they've stuck in some Victoria Line trains. I wonder if they used these models to do that, um, to do that advert. You remember the advert? There's that poster, and it's got someone looking all sat, scrunched up at the front of one of these, and then the train weaves, and it has all the different points on the Victoria Line background i wonder if they used these models as part of that anyway they're quite nice because they've got this different segment so they show they show the um sort of uh concrete segments precast segments and they've got the all different things and they show the difference so this is showing the difference between a concrete line tunnel and a cast iron lined tunnel so they're showing the difference between the two oh, this thing is brilliant it's really really fantastic and if we drop down here you can see some signaling there's some bit more of a signaling kit down here these are important you've got to collect contemporary objects that because very rapidly objects that seem contemporary and are contemporary are no longer contemporary they're historic so we need to probably as, as arbiters of railway stuff as a, as a you know a, a infrastructure engineer i need to pay attention to things that i think are actually worthy of collection for example uh, all of these stoplights including lights for trains but also in the background uh, stop boards for marking out possession limits. Uh, important, important stuff. Right, we're dithering down this way. It gets a bit dark down here. There we are. It's all a bit dark and dingy. Uh, oh, we've got some more P-Way. Actually, this is good because it's it's an axle counter. It's an old axle counter, which is again important. LMSR, old axle counter, axle counter for signalling. Um, here we go. Lots of some nice. Uh, Station, bits and pieces of station platform support. Ooh, this is interesting and intriguing. Look, it's some some boxed up things. Uh, I wonder what's in the boxed up things. Look at these. I've never seen things boxed up. That's exciting. Look, they're like Indiana Jones crates. Fragile. It's like that scene at the end of Indiana Jones or the scene at the start of the train. Recommended viewing that. Good war film. Anyway, right. There's some more. That's some nice uh, classic sort of British rail uh, platform lights. They're nice. Just gonna, you know, moisten the inside of my mouth. Right, this is all the signaling good stuff. There's some nice levers, machines, lovely, lovely, lovely. Because this is the signaling school. So along here, 
This whole bit here is is used, is still used to kind of train signalers. There's some nice temporary uh, temporary speed restriction boards, by the way, as well. Yeah, nice. Um, this is a thing showing different apparatus in trains. It's a board with kind of showing the the, the way engine equipment and showing all those kind of air valves and bits and bobs and stuff of, of how all that works. But this is good because it's got lots of P-way, lots of track, and then the signal's pinned into it and all the ground frames and everything to kind of show signaling principles, explain signaling principles to, to signalers. A bit like our um, rail matter episode that we did um, however many however many weeks ago that was now. Uh, time flies, doesn't it? What else have we got? So we've got some things along here that are quite nice because we've got lots of um, look, railway uniform badges down here. Now we've looked at, we saw the Euston Arch earlier, uh, but this is actually one of my favorite features. This is the model of Euston, the model of Euston Station. Looking fantastic. Euston was brilliant. Like it was, uh, it was bringing the modern age to the railways. It was the jewel in the crown of the newly electrified West Coast Main Line. Um, the only reason people get grumpy about it is because they demolished the Euston Arch. But the Euston Arch, just for reference, the Euston Arch wasn't like here. It wasn't just here at the front. The Euston Arch was like, it was like here. It was like in the building, as was the main, the actual main building was like the, the, the original station building was like where the platforms are now. Like it wasn't just at the front. It was way back inside the depths of basically uselessly located to, to be completely in the way of, uh, of, of any kind of station development. We've had lots of chairs, but have we had comfy chaise longs? Well, no, we haven't. But anyway, I'm going to dwell on those. What have we got behind up here? We've got a nice little fairly, look. Uh, little little double-headed fairly thing on, on a very fetching bridge model. Look at that, like proper brass, brass finished bridge span. Uh, except that it's got, has it got, oh no, the yeah, it's got wheels underneath. I don't know, who knows? Anyway, it's quite nice. It might be like a little, oh, I don't know. I've just been making it up, I have no idea. This is cool, I've never seen it before. Right, so more crockery, and we've got like bells, uh, Lancashire, Yorkshire, lots of bells, the bells. Now, if I trot down here, we've got like a model of a mine. Look, the exterior, and then if I flip round, very, it's very dark. Actually, I can do this. Let's see if that works. Yeah, there we are. You've got the model of, uh, of uh, old. Basically, these are showing the inside of a mine of the original railway. So these are what those. See those. That was the style of railway that was in place in the through the 1500s. Uh, that sort of slotted with the wooden slot with the thing down the middle of it. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, L, light something or that. I can't exactly remember, but you can see they quite nicely represented it. And they've all, they all look very 1500s, very early modern with their hoods. They're all a bunch of hoodies. Um, and there you can see they've got the... Uh, you can see if I do this uh, and then hold it properly. Actually, it's probably easier to do it this way around. Uh, you can see they've got those those wagons. So those were the early forms, and you can see the little slot uh, that there there that used to go in the little track. And that was sort of early P-way. I'm going to switch that light off there because I don't need it on. Early P-way, 1500s. That was the first railways in Britain looked like that. Um, 1569 was the first evidence of it, but they were they'd been imported from Germany. They'd, they'd exist in Germany for even longer. <sighs> So, 10 minutes and 20 seconds, oh my goodness. So we're gonna go along here, and I'm gonna walk along here because we've only got 10 minutes left. Some more P-Way, look, where's this from? Uh, Holland, Selby, York, Yorkshire, North Midlands. Ah, so interestingly, these are the, so the early Yorkshire, York, uh, Holland, Selby were using like flat bottom. That end, the, the, the ones that are this, the, that one there, I just, you know, I could just point to it there. These ones up there are pretty old. 60 pound, what was that, 50, 40, 60, and 90 pound flat bottom used. Um, that's really interesting. And then they kind of resort, resort to bullhead later on. It's interesting, it's not, it's very much not like bullhead then flat bottom. It's a canal, yeah, nice, nice canal. Oh, and uh, so this is still the signalling section behind me. Wonderful collection of signalling paraphernalia and bits and pieces. Um, also, there's a very nice model of Deltic. I didn't mention the Deltic model. There's a Deltic model with its engine out back there that I uh, didn't draw our attention to. I should have, shouldn't I? Anyway, look, there's some, there's some coaches uh, there, and a Deltic, and a Class 84, and the front of, I don't even know what that is, the background, the shady little, oh, you can't even see it. If I do this, will it help? It'll just reflect, won't it? Just reflect horribly, yeah, never mind. Oh, and now, right, 1924, overhead electric railway. There, look at this, there's overhead electric railway, and a nice model 
of a uh, 1 in 24 scale of some uh, electric, look, some, some catenary. And if I hold, yeah, you can just about see those. And a, an example of, a, of an electric locomotive that looks awfully like a Class H shunter or, or a goods van. But there we are, that's a, a little, what's quite interesting is it appears to have a, a return, like it, it's returning through the top, through the, I don't, I don't know exactly, or maybe it just needs two, two pickups. Um, behind me is the Great Central Railway Gorton Works represented in, in wood. And you can see all the different bits all marked out. And again, it's another model, I love these, the scale and all the little tracks going all over the place. Ah, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm going to step this way now briefly to just make sure... Oh yes, I just don't want to get too close to a thing over there because it's a thing of joy that I would like to end on. And I want to make sure that I've, uh, I'm ending the time at that. And we'll, go and, we'll go and catch Peter in a minute to see what his timer says. Um, if I walk this way though, you can see... If I just look over there, you've got lots of things for weighing, weighing things to go on the train. Also, you've got lots and lots of these. These are, these are good fun. Lots of kind of cast iron nameplates for trains. In fact, there's lots of nameplates, nameplates, nameplates. And then there's a thing marking for toilets. There, ladies for the toilets. Or is it a waiting room? It could be ladies' waiting room. Uh, let's go this way now. So we've looked at lots of we've looked at lots of ships. There's more ships, more ships. And here is a here's a nice class 317 EMU. They've even put felt on the chairs. You see the chairs. Yeah, they've, they've like put felt on them to make them look jazzy. Uh, there's some more clocks, fine collection of clocks, and some bridge structures behind this. But what's up behind me here is quite nice because it's uh, <coughs> donated by Scott Wilson Railways. Well, Scott Wilson ended up becoming uh, what are now, well, they became URS and then they became, uh, they now got gobbled up by, uh, well, gobbled up by, uh, what's the big ACOM? That's it, ACOM. But interestingly, they had hold of what looks like a Turbostar. There's, there's a nice, like, original Chalton Railways, what, what, toothpaste branded Turbostar, which actually I was traveling in one of those at the start of the last episode, wasn't I? How weird. Let's go find Peter to see what Peter's timing thing says. It says, it, so he is, so Peter's timer has passed the hour mark, which we can show you, but, but, because I paused this two times, I think there's another two and a half minutes or three minutes, so Peter is going to have to wait for another two and a half, sorry, Peter. Peter doesn't mind because he's lovely. <laughs> he's starting the time again. He's now going to shout across the room at me when, uh, when those couple of minutes are, are done. So we're going past, there's the polystyrene burger thing over there. Uh, there's a nice train on a plinth. So we're going to go and stand up this and admire our handiwork of the room before I go and show you the last thing that I want to show you. The I want to end on the last thing. There's a, there's, there's, there's a level crossing gate, so you can practice level, uh, level crossing gates. So you can practice level crossings and how that works. Also, there's a, there's a nice interpretation board explaining what the the uh, the LNW signalling school is. Oh, there's a locomotion from 1825 there, S and Oh, so. This, all of the, oh, also there's a very, very, very fetching looking class 60 up there that looks very nice. Always look up. Always look, look at these, these big signs up here. Also, that's the inside of a Shinkansen door. That's a, I'm sure that, that looks like Japanese to me. So that's the inside of, uh, there's, there was a coordination between this museum and a museum in uh, Japan, hence the Shinkansen. And that is, that was interesting. Anyway, the reason I stood up here is to give you a bit of a view back at the scale and to do the same along kind of the other corridors to sort of remind you the scale before I disappear out of here. Look, so there we go. So that's, that's down there. Uh, Anyway, right, so, oh, there is a, weirdly, there is like an interpretation thing that explains, so if you really want to find specific things and you want to geolocate yourself, there are the tracks and then the letters to give you kind of an explanation of, of where you are within the warehouse. So, right, I'm going to run this way because time is, time is disappearing away. And I, I need to talk long enough to make sure I've definitely broken the hour, but also I need to um, not go too far along because uh, I'm holding Peter up. So. There's also, there's some more P-Way over there. What's that stuff? Look, see behind that signal. See, it's always, you can just see it just there where I'm pointing. This thing, which is kind of hidden, hidden behind things. I don't even know what that is, but it looks, it's an old switch, it's a switch mechanism, but it looks very novel. Oh, some potties, if you want uh, some chamber pots there. Right, I'm walking this way because I'm about to be told that the minute's out, so I'm going to end on my favourite thing to make sure I've broken that hour. Peter's running back. Don't fall over now, you're walking back with Peter. I'll, everyone will shout at me because I want to end on... Um, I, my favourite object is the burger, the, the, the burger polystyrene, but my second favourite object is probably the most um, beautifully liveried 
locomotive. Uh, it's actually it's the best livery that never existed, and it is of course, and it works the best, better than any livery on any train ever. And it is the into the front of the Intercity 250. I'm going to come right down here and show you. This is this is the class 90. This is the 93. This was the 93. I'm going to stand so you can sort of see it. There, there it is. Just look at those lines, the white coming over, the, the way it fits with the fairings, the grey that they bring up to... Oh, it's just stunning. This is the train that never happened. The early 90s recession put paid to this. This is the train that was... It was going to be the tilting train. It was going to have tilting capability. It was going to run on the uh, on the West Coast Main Line. It was wonderful. Then it got binned off uh, because things got binned off. Anyway, right. I think, I think, hopefully, in whichever corner the timer did, it timed up over to over the hour mark. So we managed it. We spoke for over an hour um, in the oh, International Rome Museum. Can you imagine if we didn't? Imagine if it ends up at like 56 or 58. I'd have to come back and do another one. Um, anyway, right. I'm going to now uh, say... In fact, I'll tell you what. I'll do the Cheerios right now. Um, I'll do my outro right now. Peter's like, what, what's he doing? I'm going to do my outro now in one take. Um, so... Oh. You can listen to this on audio-only form. Um, available on good, all good podcasting platforms. Um, support me on I'm going to do this quicker I'm getting better at doing this bit quicker you support me on the Patreon uh, patreon.co.uk no patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis um, also the uh, it's a quarter of an hour past six so we need to run um, also uh, you can go onto the Discord server to continue this chatter hopefully the chat's been fun tonight and you've all laughed at me for just like speaking gibberish and filming dreadfully um, and also if you want to just chuck pennies at me you can do via uh, paypal.me slash Gareth Dennis um, next week next week's episode is we're going to actually do a page turn through Beechings first um through beach through through beachings first report the reshaping of british railways because loads of people moan about beaching i bet a barely a percentage point of them have actually looked at the report so i'm going to give you an excuse to do that by looking at actually page turning the report we can do that through the power of technology that's next week's episode it'll be live again it'll be back this is a pre-record that one will be live with me in back in back the studio my my room like a room with a light in it and a computer anyway right enough of me waffling um thanks everyone for for tuning in uh and all it really remains for me to do is, is say cheers is say thank you to peter in the museum thanks peter in the museum thanks this, this peter is, is waving enthusiastically peter's been lovely um i'm gonna we're, we're about to get turfed so um cheerio everyone cheerio